And then we have Ben and of course Shafiq in the house here today. Hi everyone. How are you guys today doing? Okay, okay guys. Yeah, yeah, yeah I see yeah. you be enjoying yourself. I'm jealous <laughs> down here looking at you all. You do all those nice things and you know, I like grooving you know. I can't <laughs> join us, lah, mate. Yeah, I, I don't play those <coughs> Okay. But anyway, hi. Uh, good afternoon, everyone. Uh, welcome to uh, CD Music Live once again. And uh, Today we have Ben Ang in the house. Yeah, Ben, how are you, Ben, today? Okay, good, good. Good, yeah. And then we have, of course, uh, Kay, which known also as Kelvin, a good friend of mine. Yep. Kelvin, how are you, man, brother? Okay, good, surviving. Good, uh? And of course, Shafiq. Hello. How are you, Shafiq? Okay? Good. Good, all right. So we have three amazing uh, so called musicians in the house, and today's going to be special because they are the gurus of the Ableton life. And of course, we have a lot more things to catch up uh, with three of them. And before we do so, I would like to um, shout out the uh, the um, our supports uh, from or by the uh, first of course none other than the Ableton, and then we have the Sony Singapore, uh, which we have what we what we're using right now. It's the Sony uh, ZV1 camera as well as the A6400 cameras in the house, and of course the Black Magic design that we have here. We are talking between the switches. So that we are able to have multi cams and all those nice, uh, what you call that, visuals. That is, we are using the A10 Mini. We have two of them, and it's uh, sp uh, supported by the Black Magic design. And of course, we have the aperture lightings that we see behind. Beautiful lightings at the back, and of course, from the front, uh, that's the aperture Asia. We have of course Cox Singapore, Zoom Singapore, Mackie Singapore. Daiti microphones that you see over here. We have Daiti microphones, amazing microphones. Thank you, Ching Fu, for the beautiful mics. Daiti S2 microphones. And not forgetting our team from City Music that's making all this possible. Yo, thank you, guys. We have uh, Jis, who's managing the sound as well. The visual is like wearing uh, many hats. Uh, Octopusing, of course, uh, with the additional help by Alvin. And, of course, the rest of the City Music guys. Thank you so much, guys. And, of course... Uh, Today is a bit special, as I mentioned. We have, as you know, uh, what they were doing was they are jamming. There is no rehearsal, just spot on, and uh, basically uh, it was just jamming, and we just go like, we just need to sound check, actually, you know, so we are doing that jamming <laughs> spontaneously. So uh, let's talk about the first thing. So we're going to do a little bit of talking before we go to the song. But just in case you want to hear something out there, so don't forget, just uh, you know, like our Facebook and, and subscribe to our YouTube channel. That is very important. And of course, other than that, you just comment whatever you like. You know, just enjoy your comment and just enjoy what we're doing right now. 1 p.m. today. Today is an awesome Wednesday. And it's on 23... Uh, sorry. Today's what date? Today's the 6th, 7th, right? 7th of October. See, I almost forget. I'm think, I do think it's September. Okay, by the way, 7th October, <laughs> 1 p.m. today. Okay, so uh, the first question is basically of, I would like to introduce yourself. I mean, like to introduce yourself in each individual. Maybe you can start from K or Kelvin. Um, yep. You know, uh, what you do actually? Um, okay, hi everyone. My name is K. Um, I'm a musician, music producer, DJ. I also run an electronic music label called uh, Darken and Wax. And uh, we've been around for 
almost 10 years. Next year will be our 10th year anniversary. Mm-hmm. And um, yeah, that's pretty much me in a nutshell. Music, 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 music. Okay. <laughs> From day one. Oh, yeah. what, what do you do in the early days? Uh, in, in the early days? Yeah. I said, how, long, how long have you been in, in this industry? I've been in Without this... Without knowing, probably you don't... I've been, in, I've been in this industry as long as I've been working. Wow, and then how long? I mean, which is close to twenty years. Twenty years. Yeah. Yeah. So. So I've never had a job lah. Never wow. needed to send out my CV or resume ever before. Uh. Right. So but that's, that to me quite interesting because you know usually you get our our papers and then we go to your facing four walls every day and just gonna go job like clicking our punch card and stuff like that and then you're going to a different direction. You went to a different direction. Yeah. You know, totally. just basically, uh, it's something that you love and you work with the things that you love. That's, do that's really awesome. Is do what you love, love what you do. Yeah, exactly. So that's that's interesting. Yeah. I was one of the lucky ones, I guess. Yeah. Well, but I think it, it you know it comes with hard work and, and you know, and, and strife and, and passion. That too passion. as well. Yeah. Right. And and I guess it, the the, I mean when you're in this industry when it's uh, all about interacting with people, not just playing music. You know, interacting with people, not just uh, customers but clients as well. You know, as long as you have keep uh, conduct yourself in a professional manner. It will always get better because you will always get uh, re- referrals from people. You know, people re- re- will rec- recommend you to do other events or you know come and play it here and there. You know, nice. so as long as you conduct yourself pro- professionally, respect people. I mean, yeah. it resonates with people around you, like You know, they will they will remember, like You know, totally yeah. Agree. Okay, how about Ben? Ben, when you started, and how how makes you well, what makes you like, you know, doing music? Well, the main thing that. I have. Is this working? It's live, right? Okay. Yeah. So, no, <laughs> oh, no. I trust you guys. I trust you guys. <laughs> <laughs> so I was listed as Cosmic Armchair because I am half of the Singapore synth pop band Cosmic Armchair, together with my wife Jane, who is the singer-songwriter, and I do most of the production. So we are signed to a Belgian record label, Alpha Matrix, and we've released album and number of EPs. It's beautiful. And I also teach electronic music at the NUS Electronic Music Lab. Shout out to all the guys who are in the chat from the Electronic Music Lab. I see you. You have to, uh, you have yeah, to share yeah, with yeah, us. Yeah, yeah. I mean, I seen they're, they're yeah. watching us right now. Yep, yep. Awesome. How long already? How long already? Yeah, so I've been teaching at the NUS Electronic Music Lab, you know. Before you were born. See? Exactly. <laughs> <laughs> not you, la, not you, la, him. <laughs> <laughs> so, in the... Uh, quite a while, yeah. So, this... It's a great thing. And I also teach electronic music with Pop Studio DJ School. And uh, teaching mainly Ableton, music production. Right. Yeah. And in those days, there were no Ableton, I'm sure, like, you know, before you said Shafiq was born. So how do you teach then, back then? Like, there's no software and stuff like that, probably. Go we la, actually started soft- software. Go. La. We had Mac SE, the black and white Mac. But the software is yeah. CBLH1. <laughs> <laughs> we had uh, the, the black and white Mac with the, the floppy disk. Yeah. Okay, yeah. that one not my time yet. Floppy disk. <laughs> I know about floppy disk, but I never use floppy disk to make music. Atari yeah. 10, 1040 ST. Atari, yeah. Atari, man. Oh my god. Okay. Yeah, see, you know. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. yeah, so. Yeah, yeah, because in those days, you there was no sound in the computer. The computer is just driving synths. So every instrument track you wanted, you needed a separate synth for it. If you want a drum, you want your beat, you need a drum machine connected to your computer. Then you need another synth for the bass. Then you need another synth for the pad. Then you need another synth for the lead. Wow. Yeah, so back back then it was actually a lot more expensive to yeah, make music, obviously. yeah, to do music production because you had to either invest in a lot of hardware. Yeah. And when computers first came out, they were insanely expensive as well. 
you know. Yeah. I truly understand where you guys coming from. In those days, like each sin, we used we used to sell sins, like you know, those days, like several thousand dollars. Yeah, thousands of dollars. Plus, 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 it costs you more than her. You know, it's very expensive those days. But now everything is on software. We come back to that later of software versus hardware later on. But meanwhile, let's Shafiq. Yeah. So we go to Shafiq right now. So Shafiq, so let me share with the audience what you do basically. Yeah, sure. So I'm Shafiq, the first Ableton certified trainer in Singapore. Also the founder of Grid. Culture, uh, basically an education place, mainly focusing on Ableton Live. We does beat making, music production, uh, live perform- performance, and also I started doing sound designing actually mm-hmm. for theatre work, like contemporary dance and theatre work using Ableton right, real time. Um, and then now more on like producing experimental electronic music. Wow. So that's something that you you do for a living, you know. You yeah. you teach as well as the and then you know you do music for for uh, it's more like a sound designing for you know production productions. Yeah. yeah. Well, that's interesting. So it's totally different. You can see the different different uh, uh, colors of music that you're doing. Your case basically uh, a musician himself is playing gigs at night and and enjoying his like you know different kinds of like uh, groove and stuff and that life you know in, in front of so many audience. While uh, Ben generally you know he plays in the in the band with his wife and then he writes songs and stuff like that and it's really awesome. And you, you, you were mentioning that you, uh, the, record, uh, the record label was, uh, what was the record label in? Alpha Matrix, based in Belgium. Belgium, wow, that's, that's uh, congratulations, Ben, for the achievement. And uh, yeah, how, and Shafiq, basically, you uh, were the first, uh, basically, Ableton Live uh, uh, train, certified. certified trainer. Yep. And we're going to go that is how probably we can share how basically they, be, they become the, the trainers oh. themselves. Okay, so uh, meanwhile, let's, let's move to the next question. Um, okay. Maybe can you share a little bit of your journey in your in, in your music career when you started back then, uh, you know, the ups and downs and, and what makes you go into music rather than, you know, other things? Like, why? Um, well, music has always been central to my life. Um, when I was growing up, uh, my brother was a big jazz fan, so there was always, like, music playing in the household, you know, and when I was young, I didn't understand it, you know, but maybe subliminally, there's kind of an influence you know, and then some things kind of just all fell together when I was like halfway through secondary school. I said, I want to be a musician. And this is like when I was young, you know, your parents put you through electone and all that kind of classes, right? I was hopeless. Teachers said I was tone deaf. One year of piano school, middle C, you still don't know where. <laughs> so my parents thought, yeah, this one, forget it, la. cannot make it. La. And then at 14, I told my parents, I said I wanted to learn uh, saxophone. Then they're like, sure or not? <laughs> <laughs> so okay lah, try lah. And I mean, that's it. I mean, that, that, that pretty much sealed the deal. So when I, when I was in uh, uni, I was already gigging in uh, clubs and bars. So I was already kind of familiar with the nightlife scene. And I also had um, a session on uh, studio, uh, sorry, uh, movie soundtracks. Oh, that's nice. With uh, uh, Stone Revivals. So one of my very earliest uh, session recordings was for the Forever Fever soundtrack. Hmm. Yeah. So that's Revival with Syed. Sorry? Well, Story Revival with Syed. Yeah. Uh, Syed Mune and all that. Oh, yeah. So that was my the first intro- introduction to those bunch of clowns, <laughs> la, you know? <laughs> so, and then from there, I got to meet the Bushman. So I, I also sessioned and played with the Bushman, you know? 
And then from there, it just kind of grew and grew and grew. So I was sessioning for a few different bands and then started, started our own bands. We had a few different project bands here and there. So there was live music. And then there was also the DJ nightlife, uh, the DJ clubbing side of stuff, which actually was more interesting for me. So I decided to blend the two and thought, why not, you know, introduce a concept of live improvisation over a DJ set at a bar. And I was arguably probably the first person to do it in Singapore. And to this day, I'm probably still the one of the only ones doing it in Singapore. Yeah. Um, and um, yeah, so it's, it's just, it's, I, I kind of like straddle both the, the live band scene and the clubbing scene and then went into music production and then went into setting up the label, you know, so things just kind of grew and grew and grew and grew. Yeah, yeah in different ways. Yeah. Well, that's really nice. No? It's <laughs> quite a journey, actually. Uh, yeah. Yeah. yeah, but like I said, along the way, I, I kind of met a lot of the right people yeah. who introduced me to more of the right people. So it just, it just like... It's just like virus like that, like just grows and grows and grows and grows. Like, you know, so your, 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 your name travels further, your network gets bigger, you know, more people know about you, they want to book you for this, they want to rec- get you on a studio recording, they want to get you to play on a whatever, you know. So I've pretty much done most, most aspects of uh, live performance uh, related activities. Uh, yeah. Usually we will have, uh, okay, do you have mentors the, or someone which basically guided you or helped you, you know, throughout this journey and, and w- would you just basically purely like just... Okay, with, with, um, with like playing my instrument, I learned, I learned uh, from a private instructor for about two years. So that's so like uh, sec two, sec, sec three, sec four. Then after that, he left the country. And ever since then, I was on my own. Never had an uh, instructor. So my instructors were all my jazz albums that I all the CDs that I bought lah. Oh. So I just put on a CD and then I just play along with it lah. Nice. Right or wrong never mind, I just play any lah until you get it until you get it right lah, you know. So from there you build your vocabulary. Okay. So I'm pretty much as good as self taught. I don't read music. I can't read music. Um that's for the musician side of things. Uh DJing I kinda picked it up on the job as well because I was already playing at clubs right with as a musician. Right. So I just pitched to my boss then. I said, you know, give me a weekday, a, s- a slow weekday night. Let me uh, do a DJ, uh, a, a theme night for uh, a DJ style, for a DJ, uh, to, for me to DJ. Right. So from there, he like, okay, I'll give you Wednesday. La. Quiet day. So from there, I, I literally learned how to DJ on the job, right. you know. And then for music production, uh, I have to give a shout out to my mentor, Jason Tan, whom, whom yeah. you know very well as well. Yeah, yeah so... <laughs> He's the yeah. OG OG, you know? Yeah. Yeah. So he was my biggest uh, mentor learning about music production and all the electronic stuff yeah. side of things. I would yeah. go to his house, sit behind him in his room, yeah. you know, while he's doing his work and ask yeah. stupid questions, you know? <laughs> yeah. But that's how you learn, you know? Yeah, that's how we learn. Yeah. Yeah. So he was definitely a very big, big influence in my electronic music, uh, music production journey. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I think one I would say for you, Kay, is you have talent. It's beautifully talented. Because, you know, a lot of them actually basically go to a proper school to learn music and stuff. But you are the hard not musician, I would say. It's purely <laughs> passion and a lot of talent in you. Mm. That's really something that everybody hard work, should know. Hard work yeah, so it's not just, okay, go to a music school and learn music. This basically, you can hear from it. He has no basic, even, even like, a, 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 you know, a, a music a background. And suddenly just boom, and you, you know, you do awesome music and... That's basically, I would say, good talent. <laughs> Thank you. <laughs> <laughs> okay, let's move on to Ben. Ben! So, share your music journey, Ben. Like, you know, 
uh, what makes you you know, really go into music despite that you know you were were you teaching in in, in the uh, uh, electronic music lab in uh, NUS? Electronic music lab is a very interesting story because yeah. I had been playing in synth cover bands before that in secondary school and in okay. GSC, right? And those days we just have like three guys and three synths and one singer and a drummer kind of trying to do covers of right. synth songs. Then around the time we suddenly discovered that computers could actually do the music. Then you don't need to go and find two or three other musicians. You don't need to find a rehearsal studio somewhere. You can try and do it all by yourself. And then I got into NUS and one of my seniors, whom I had been jamming with, said, hey, join the electronic music lab. And I got, said, wow, this is really cool stuff. We actually had a studio. We still have a studio. I basically joined and then I never left. So after I, what they did, what we did was that if you get senior, you help to teach the juniors. Then I graduated. I kept on coming back as alumni, and then after a while, as people retired, then they said, "Would you like to be a tutor?" Then they made me a tutor. Then after the head tutor retired, then they said, "Would you like to be the principal tutor?" I said, "Okay, then, then, then that's it. Wow. Let's keep on going." That's an awesome journey, Bang. And I also met the Jane there. So oh, you met your wife there. Yeah. Nice. Oh, okay, now I know. Ah, now yeah. you know. <laughs> <laughs> Would like to say, share a little bit of that. And so I heard her singing in the in the recording studio. I said I must get to know this woman. So I brought her. I asked her, "Hey, are you free to go to the Cork M1 launch at City Music?" <laughs> M1. Okay. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> M1. Okay. Uh, okay. So you know. Yeah, but because of that, we we created a lot of music together also, yeah. and that's how we developed Cosmic Armchair to release the songs that we wrote together. I mean, she does most of the writing, really, because she has the real talent in songwriting and singing, and I, I do the production end of it. Yeah, you guys should listen to their stuff, yeah, the Cosmic Armchair, because the songs are beautiful. I, I love a few of the songs that... You Thanks, know, man. Uh, we, we had this... Uh, Event um, several years back in, in City Music where we have Cosmic Armchair in the house and then they're sharing their songs with us and that was awesome and that was the first time I, I heard your stuff and your, your music and that was like wow it's it's really purely uh, different from many of the songs that I've heard and, and it's, it's, it makes uh, I truly believe it makes Cosmic Armchair and, and their own identity. Oh, thank yeah, you, thank amazing. you. Yeah, keep up the good work, man. Thank yeah. you, thank you. And okay. there was a great video that you all shot also. So shout out, go and see the YouTube City Music Up Close and Personal Cosmic Armchair. Go and check it out. Yes, you must check it out. Okay, guys? Special series. <laughs> okay, how about Shafiq? Yeah, share, I mean, uh, you're not as young as me, but... Uh, <laughs> the, but, <laughs> but anyway... Yeah, you, man. <laughs> trying to be young. But anyway, Shafiq, uh, you know, it's, it's, you know, unlike them, to be honest, they have been through so many years of yeah. uh, the journey and, and you started out like... How, how makes, what makes you like going to, you know, Ableton and... and okay, we don't talk about Ableton first. Okay, yeah. we, we, we will keep this until after this, but I mean, sharing your music journey. So how like you started? track a few years ago. So I started uh, into performing arts in the CCA. Uh, Ever since 13 years old. 13 so, years led by my one of my mentors, Yaji Hassan. Okay. So, I'm exposed to percussion. So, mainly like world percussion. Right. So, I feel like, oh, my sense of rhythm is really good. And then, at the age of 16, uh, I actually already know what to do. I tell myself, like, I just want to focus being in music and creative industry. So, and then, 
I wanted to be percussionist, to be honest. Alright. Just like my another mentor, shout out to him. He deserved this uh, one abang, Ridwan Zalani. <laughs> <laughs> my ex, my ex band member. Oh, is of course. Right? <laughs> so yeah, so very funny actually. Actually, it's my first time meeting uh, K after like ten years, because I've been always seeing you jamming at Blue Jazz so many times. Oh, so, see? Yeah. Okay, okay, Now it's the first time yeah. after ten Stalking years, man. Yeah. Exactly. Wow. Exactly. Really? Yeah. Really? Wow. Okay. The typical Blue Jazz at the window when yes, yes, full house. Yes. 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 And then I wanted to be a percussionist, and then. And to focus on performing arts, but eventually I found a software called Ableton Live that changed my life 180. <laughs> because I realized that I can explore and express myself even better. Okay. Um, one man show, I can do anything, mm-hmm. um, doing things that I can't play live. You know, manipulate effects, put rhythms and melody, and but also because I learned in RP, sound synthesis one of my module. Oh, okay. so you were from RP. Yeah, I was from RP, Sony okay. Arts. Uh, they introduced Ableton Live, but I hated that software back then. Okay. The the layout is yeah. very okay. complicated. It's not yeah. friendly back then. I see. And, um, Wait, what? Ableton back then? Or what? So uh, live, I mean, when I was using Live, Live Eight, Ableton Live Eight. Ableton Live Eight. I don't like I don't like the layout. Really? I mean, it's the same, almost the same, but I just don't understand back then how. Okay. How yeah. it, how just like works. me, you know, it's like I don't understand back then, but. No, Just still you don't understand. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Okay. Then maybe I. He needs a trainer. Yeah, we there's so many trainers here. Right? <laughs> yeah. No so we train. Yeah. Okay. We're gonna convert you soon. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> Thanks. Yeah. I'm hoping. So it started from there, performing arts, and then RP, and then realizing that the software can do many more, like triggering real-time cues for theater work, mm-hmm. contemporary dance, uh, in production, you know, and then that's it. And then I realized that okay, I want to do this. For the rest of my life, I love it. Wow! Yeah, it's quite a jump. It's yeah, quite a move. that's true. That's true. Okay, then we're going. We're going to go now to the why you guys use Ableton Live. <laughs> All right. So that's the very, very uh, tricky question because I mean we have a lot of other softwares in the market. You know, I'm using Logic for example, and I'm I live with that with the with the Pro Tools, with very strong at the audio, and then we go to Logic. We have the soft scene and stuff. That's basically, you know, I'm I'm so comfortable with that, but. Why you guys actually, you know, so 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 used or so comfortable with the Ableton? Okay, maybe you can you can you can um, share. I actually started out on Propellerhead's Reason, uh-huh. so I was using Reason for quite a long time, and then I switched to Ableton. I also didn't wait, like wait, the. Me, uh, just hold on a minute. Huh. So I'm sure Jason actually is the one who introduced you to Reason. Jason, yeah, <laughs> yeah, because yeah, it's yeah. same for me. Yeah, yeah. yeah, he's the one who introduced reason and all this. Uh, oh no, I didn't start out with with, with uh, reason. I started out with uh, digital performer. Whoa, yeah. that's even uh, yeah. I mean, that's yeah. the basic. Yeah, yeah. Mm. and then from there went into reason, and then from reason I switched to Ableton Live because um, and I agree with Shafiq. I hated the interface. I thought it looked like Fisher Price clock toy like that. No. Mm. Uh, <laughs> Um, so I switched to Ableton Live because of one very simple reason, because I needed to do live performance, and at that time, and arguably even now, no software can match Ableton when it comes to live performance. I see. Yep. So when it comes to like triggering clips live, you know, even the concept of triggering clips, because a lot of doors, uh, digital audio workstations back then, Mm-mm. is in a very linear Correct. format. Yeah, exactly. Yes. So it's. From zero 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 to five minutes, and then you you do your arrangement, you know. So it's very linear. But with Ableton, when you have this thing called a session view, 
it's not linear. And you have blocks called clips, which you can put musical information into. And then you can just mix and match whatever. So you can jump all over the place. And no other software could do that. So that was the, the greatest thing about Ableton Live for me back then, like, when I wanted to switch over to doing live performance. Like. Right. Everything is at my fingertip, at my fingertip. Whatever that I want to do is at my fingertip, whether it's launching musical information or uh, tweaking stuff with like effects, delay, reverb kind of stuff, you know. Life, Ableton Live, you know, that's the whole yeah, that's the whole philosophy of it. Yeah, exactly. So that, that, was, the, that was the main reason, yeah. And when what was that? When you started using Ableton Live? When? Like how many years ago? Wow, um, oh seven, oh eight, two oh oh seven. Uh, oh around there, maybe. Okay. Wow. Life seven. No, yeah. Life six, seven. Six or seven. Uh. Okay. Wow. Yeah. Okay. I think so. Yeah. It's a long journey, man. Long, long time. <laughs> <laughs> I, I still don't. I did, I still don't claim to understand Ableton inside out hundred percent. I just understand what I need to do with it. Yeah. Because it's like, uh, I mean it. It, it's very hard to understand something like a software like Ableton 100% because that that's for the engineer to know. We are music makers. We don't need to know this thing 100%. We need to know what we want to do out of it, what, what, what we want it to do. Agreed. Yeah, that's the most important. Okay, and even today, you don't use any other software but Ableton? Um, yeah. Wow. Yes. Okay. Yeah, no other software. Awesome. What other software? Yes. Yeah. I mean, don't don't count DJ software lah. Yeah, I mean, I've seen other. Yeah, stuff. music yeah. production software, no. All my VSTs, I mean, it's 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 compatible with multiple doors, but my main door is Ableton lah. Do you you face any issues like uh, uh, suddenly the computer hang or you just simply crash while you're using that live? I'm one of the very lucky ones. I've never had my computer. I'm, I've never had a software go crazy on me while I'm performing live. Oh. Maybe only once during, uh, during uh, it was a, I think it was a F1 season performance when we were on stage and it was incredibly hot. I think my I computer see. had a bit of a meltdown. So, I mean, that, that was the only time that it, that it screwed up. Other than that, very stable. Wow. All, the, all the laptops that I've used over the years, whether they are like, not even like a MacBook Pro, just a normal MacBook, you know, it, it, it's okay. It's okay. I mean, the important thing is you don't push the the CPU too hard, lah. You know, so you work within your limitations, ah. Right. Yeah. You don't you don't work at something eighty percent, lah. That's like really towing the line, lah. You know. I see. I see. If you keep yeah. it around like fifty or below, yeah, you're you're you're, you're cool. Safe, huh? Yeah, you're good. Yeah. So just managing your resources. You know, you don't need to have the best equipment. You don't need to have the best laptop. You just need to know work with work with what you have and do Maximize the best with it. it. Yeah. yeah. Right. I totally agree. Ben, how about you, Ben? Like how how you started like how it started to actually, you know, go and dive into Ableton. I totally agree with K because uh, it was when I was asked to do a live gig with the other tutors at the NUS Center for the Arts, right? right. The, the, Paul, the guy from the guitar ensemble, and they called me to represent the Electronic Music Lab. Right. Then I said, okay, I need to use something live, and at that time I had a trial version of Ableton Live Four. So I loaded it up for the gig, right? Older, older. Jamming on guitar and jamming on bass, right? Yeah. Uh, then mm. I just was saying, okay, just load up on the spot. Just load up. I, I got the loop here. Okay, I try mm. this loop here. I try the bass loop here. I try playing live. And then I had connected it to a Oxygen 8. Whoa, Those keyboards okay. with the knobs. So I was like changing effects as we were going around, changing filters. Um, so it was really fun. 
And then I discovered that besides having this view where you can play live and you can trigger the loops, you can actually <coughs> press tap and it goes into the horizontal view where people actually do the arrangement. Yeah, the, the full conventional arrangement. Uh, in arrangements. Yeah, the music, conventional yeah. one which you see in Logic, Garage, Band, yeah. Pro Tools. Um, so it could actually serve both purposes. And it was very stable in handling the software synthesizers and everything in the box. So right. after a while, you realize that, hey, you can actually create everything in Ableton Live and then bring it onto stage as well, which was a real advantage to me. Yeah. After okay. having used things, other things through the years, like Cakewalk and... Oh, yeah, those things, yeah. Cakewalk. Yeah, I remember those. Because I'm a Windows user. Uh-huh. So on Windows, it's very flexible. I can create something in Ableton Live Windows right. and I can pass it over to Shafiq on Mac. I can take a file from K in Mac and then I can play it back in Windows. Nice. Yeah, talking about this, uh, for, for, for those who wants to know, generally, the, the first song that basically they were jamming along, they were synchronizing the tempo. So how they work together is, maybe, Ben, you can share with them how basically you guys actually connected, you know, get connected with the three different computers together and, and make it possible to play all synchronizing. What we have is a technology called Ableton Link. And Ableton works at Wi-Fi. So right now, if we both, we all click on Link. Okay. And I see two laptops are now linked to me. Right. Yeah, if I... I display for Ben, maybe. Sorry. No, yeah, okay. nice. no if it's display, right? I'm now going to, I'm now going to uh, change the tempo. Uh -huh. As I change the tempo on mine, you see the tempo is like, oh, cannot, tempo is hidden by the top left corner. <laughs> but basically, now all his loops are linked, are synchronized with my loops. Uh -huh. So that you play a loop. So now that's looping. If I change the tempo, his also changes. Speed it up. And Shafiq's yeah. echoes are synchronized. Yes, I can try it now. Oh. So I have some delays here. So it's not just the tempo, even the effects are also synchronized in terms of the tempo tempo as well. Yeah, you hear that? Nice. It's hassle-free, man. Wow. Awesome. I like that. Yeah. So that way, you can have three laptop musicians. There's a very long delay that... Yeah. Coming from... Not me. Wow. You are, you. Okay. Is it you? So there's no need for oh. physical cables to link up the computers. I mean, in, in the in the, in the, in the, in past. the earlier days, yeah, you could link up computers, la, but yeah. physically. La, you know? yeah. So with this technology, we're all connected via Wi-Fi. So there's no physical conne uh, physical connection between our, all Any of our laptops. Computers, yeah. yeah. Oh, that's awesome. And, and basically, you're running on PC versus Mac, and it's all... You, you know, it doesn't matter, right? Yeah, yeah so that's awesome. Yeah. 
Okay, Ben, one more question. Like, you know, just like I asked Kate uh, just now, like, do you have a mentor or, or the people that probably, you know, you look up to and then that's what inspired you to, you know, be where you are right now in terms of music? We were all inspired by all the great electronic artists, international electronic artists that we used to follow, you know, through the years. And in Singapore, we we're very glad that there's people who are very active in the scene back in the 90s, like... Um, Leonard Tan, Jeffrey Lowe, uh, then of course Jason and the work that he's done, mm. uh, Case Wu. So these guys really laid a lot of groundwork for the electronic music scene in Singapore. Right. Very grateful to them. Mm. Wow, okay. Thanks for sharing, Ben. Okay, how about uh, uh, Shafiq? Yeah, so, yes. yeah. How do you dive into just you? You mentioned a little bit about you know how you started off with yeah. a, at the Republic Poly, and that's how you actually diversify yourself, not just by you know going through the the the, the conventional or the the the, the music the music course that you were doing, and then after that you 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 just diversify yourself to doing a button live. Yep. Yeah. So and and I understand that you were uh, the first uh, basically uh, trainer uh, for a button. Uh, how do you do that? And maybe you know you can share with the audience. You know, probably you know you, you want to get people to be inspired by. Oh, yeah, I also want to be a, a, a trainer. Would that be possible sure. for them or any one of us? Yeah, it's really possible. So? It's really possible. First thing, first I want to share that you can read all the requirements in Ableton website. Just go all the way down. Be a certified trainer. Um, of course, certain things it's NDA I can share during that certification program. Uh, how it all started, it's all because of curiosity uh, and want to pushing myself. That's the only two intention. Because I started yeah. in RP, I got to know that there's a lot of Avid Photos user, eh, sorry, certified trainer, yeah. and also Apple uh, certified trainer. And then I'm so obsessed with the software in RP, and then I decided to go to Ableton.com because I want to purchase the software, right? right? And then I realized when I scroll all the way down, without realizing, I saw that find certified trainer. And I'm like, oh, there's a trainer in Singapore. Maybe I can learn from them, you know, because I'm so upset with the software. Unfortunately, there's no one in Singapore. Right. And I'm like, whoa, why? Immediately. Like, I'm still in school, I remember. Like, this is amazing. Like, there's no Singapore certified trainer in Singapore. The closest one is in Malaysia. Ruben, only one. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Ruben. Then I'm like, this is interesting. And then I... Totally forgot about that until few years, 2016 or 2015. I keep on coming to Ableton and see what are the requirements or um, the skills that they, they need. Yeah, they need or they're asking for. Yeah. And then I start to realize that it's damn tedious. It's rigorous, it's tough. Oh. Alumni, oh, my lecturer in, in Sony Arts, I asked him, hey, Sam, uh, why is it so... There's no one in Singapore. Then he replied, I have no idea. Maybe it's difficult. We, we, the, even the RP Fancy tried actually reading up. Uh, they said it's difficult. Then I'm like, okay, the only solution I can do is let me face the difficulties myself. Like, why is it so difficult? Mm. And I don't put any intention. I just want to test it out. Mm -hmm. And actually, Ableton did not open the... Replication every year, they open up um, quite by region, like Southeast Asia, Europe, uh, India. Right. So 
So, uh, 2016 I applied. Before 2016, it was the 2013. So the gap is really long. So I think they want to find uh, a Southeast Asia trainer. Just nice, I applied. Cut story short. The certification is very hard. I want to give up. Mm. I really want to give up. Um, I got anxiety at the last uh, stage in Hong Kong. I have to flew to Hong Kong. I got anxiety. I want to vomit out. I want to just tell them like, hey, I want to quit. Quit, really, really. Because <laughs> I'm the youngest there. Oh. And I met very talented uh, producers and Ableton Live user. And I said that I don't match any uh, of these people. Of these people. Right. But however, I learned something. They saw a different strength of me uh, in that certification, which is being a sound designer right. um, for theatre work. Like, for all the work that I'm doing, like, uh, using Ableton in a different perspective, uh, don't have any knowledge of playing. I can't play guitar, I can't play keyboard, I can't sing, tone deaf, really. I'm just good in rhythmic uh, aspect and percussion and beats. But then, I start to realise that, hey, they look at the strength of me. So, right. I made it. Wow. Yeah. Okay, you mentioned that you have to go to Hong Kong. You mentioned that you went to Hong Kong to actually complete the course. Yep. So it's not online kind of uh, uh, course? So there's three different right. stages. Right. Uh, the first stages is the application. Um, I, yeah, I mean, you can read all these things in the website. But other than that, yeah, the last one is in Hong Kong. Mm. Um, I can't share much again, but the whole, the whole thing just got me a very bad anxiety attack. Oh dear. And yeah, I have no appetite to eat for the whole trip in Hong Kong because how long, how long was the period? Two days. Two days for me, yeah. yeah. I mean, in Hong Kong, is for me, it's two days. La. Throughout the, the course, right, uh, Ben and, and, and Shafiq, how, how long is the course, actually, the uh, no, no. Ableton Life? It's not a course. It's a certifying yeah, certification yeah. exam. Okay. Yeah, so, so what do you, you actually have to train yourself. You have to train yourself. Then you will be tested. It's the exam. Right. It's basically a long, long exam. It's basically... The toughest exam I have ever taken yeah. in my life. I wanted to really? highlight this. Okay, so when I got wow. certified, right? I respect this man a lot because <laughs> you know, after oh years goodness. of 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 playing and years of teaching at the electronic music lab, right. I still was stressed by this exam, which is like I said again, the toughest exam I had in my life. Yeah, sorry, I interrupted you. Yeah, Ben is right. So I did not. Start as an electronic artist first, you see. Like, I just want to be a sound designer to do produce work, electronic sound for theatre work. Mm-mm. And then uh, Ben came in. And then uh, eventually I met other electronic artists like CoFlow, you know, one, one, uh, came in touch with me, contact me to do an Ableton workshop. And then I keep telling them it's hard, it's hard. But being a certified trainer in Singapore mm. alone at that moment, it's hard to convince them it's hard. You know what I mean? They thought I'm talking. Um, uh, I'm not just over-generating everything. Mm. But thank God to Ben, when he got the second certified trainer, he put on his Facebook status, he said that this is even tougher than his law examination. Am I right? Oh goodness, you put I'm like, as yes, as Ben. Yeah, that's yes. a very good statement. And it's true. It's very hard for me to express myself that it's really tough until Ben find the best way to put it onto the social media. I'm like, oh, I'm not alone. Yeah, it's tougher than law school. <laughs> okay, let's just talk about tougher than any of the you know you went through that but what what kind of what kind of uh, obstacles are you are you, are you going through or you went through 
I think we can't, we can't share much about this lah, but because uh, we signed an NDA with Ableton, certain things we can't share All right. uh, publicly. Mm-hmm. And I see some of our other Ableton certified trainers on the chat also calling in from US. Yeah, oh, so I say shout out to them. In the house. Yeah. Wow. So um, they also know the yeah, experience yeah. of. Yeah, uh, I think oh, but it's yeah, sure. You better know what you're doing. <laughs> I just say in every possible way you could <laughs> use. And you can see the three ways that we are using yeah. just in this jam, yeah, yeah, just yeah, three yeah, of yeah. us, uh, three totally different ways. Exactly. And this is not the end. There's, There's a lot more. more. I think my advice would be, not advice, uh, my takeaway would be, be yourself mm. and focus on your strength. That's it. Yeah. Yeah. Learn everything and focus on your strength. Well, that's that's nice to say to the audience and it will inspire a lot of people. You know, I know, okay, of course, you know, I want to be a super trainer, but you know, you'll be well prepared. I believe looking at what you have explained is very well prepared. I mean, it's just not physically but mentally prepared. And and you must be able to, you know, handle a lot of stress, I would say, with certain reason. Yeah. The great thing is that you don't have to be an Ableton certified trainer to use Ableton to make music. Because in the end of the day, what we're going to do is make music. Yeah. Make music. It's okay. Yeah. <laughs> right. Yeah. Oh. Look at his setup. He's got like really sophisticated... Yeah link up of how he's playing like layered multiple instruments yeah. he's got a wind instrument there you don't okay. need to be a certified yep, trainer yep, to yep. do that yeah you need to be a certified trainer to teach because i i teach at the pop studio dj school and i teach at nus but true um, yeah to okay. make music yeah because for me different. my my journey learning mm. i never went to a school seems like everything i do in my career never go school either. never go music school never go this school never go mm. dj school never go so i never went to any school I, but I always had a question. I need to do this with the software. How do I do it? Who's your best teacher? Google and YouTube. Nice. Just do a search. Watch videos, learn, try for yourself. Yeah. And then from there, you just keep doing it. Lah. That was how I learned. Wow. Yeah, just, just doing searches, reading articles, watching videos, tutorials. And then you gain your knowledge from there. And then you apply it to yourself. But you need to have questions in your head. Lah. What do you want to achieve? What do you want to do? Because if you don't have questions, you won't know what to ask. Right. Then for those who need a coach for more personal training, then come to a trainer. Because just like you can also, you can run on your own. Mm-mm. But sometimes if you run with a buddy to coach, or yeah. you can go to the gym on your own. But if you go to a coach with a personal trainer, you can get different kind yeah. of results. Ah. So some people can do it on their own. Some people want a coach. Totally agree. Okay, but before we move to the next question, uh, we'd just like to uh, see who are in the house right now. Let's, let's start with, uh, yeah, we've been... Oh, yeah, let's go down <laughs> to the people saying hi to us. Phil from uh, Australia. After 50 minutes, hello, guys. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> we have, uh, yeah, our part-time Loki's in the house, Philip Tan, and then we have uh, Claire, Mary Lim, <gasps> Ma- Micha King, Nazru, Azam, uh, Logan hey, Duran. And uh, we have also Tang Irung, Ben C, Hi, Yong Feng Ng in the house, and also Ying Long is in the house too. He's at home resting. Dennis, Dennis in the house. Christine Cham is in the house too. He said, Hi, Kay. Yo. Okay, we have Kevin Ang and saying hi to Ben Ang. Okay. Hey, oh, we have Amanda Ling also in the house as well. Saying K, Ben and Shafiq, hi, hello. hello. Hi, Amanda. Amanda and Amanda. then we have Paulie in the house too. And then you have Yvette. Yeah, that's my mentor, Yaziz. Hello. Yeah. Okay. What else? What else? Don. Don Ho is in the house too. He say hi to K. 
Yeah, uh, 3P Elliot. And then we have, who else? Uh, yeah, Mandeling Rafi Maksudi in the house. Chris O. You say hi, Mike. Yeah, uh, yeah Chris O is uh, from JB. JB. Yeah, he's always supporting us. Uh, thanks to Chris yeah. for your, your, your amazing support to City Music. And Sunshine Eba. And yeah, he's in the house too. Uh, okay, we just say that CK Music is also our uh, sister company in, yeah, in KL. is also watching us. Uh, who else? Alvin Aloysius Go is watching us. Hi to uh, Mer. Uh, I can't read this. Merkliet, <laughs> M C L E A D. I hope I, I spell it. Uh, I pronounce it correctly. And uh, J G G Geoffrey in the house. Yeah. Wow. There's a lot of people. Uh, Darren Stang. Hmm? CK music. Yeah. CK music. Yeah. I did say that. Norio is in the house too. Fazri. Azri. Wow, we have a long list. Apparently, Kamal, yeah, is watching from home. Yeah, he says stay home. Uh, yeah, till next week. Uh, yeah, so basically, hopefully, he's fully recovered soon. Horace Wee, oh my goodness, Horace Wee is not a legend, and he's watching us right now. He's a very, uh, very old, uh, our, our very old friend, and then he's been in this industry for more than I would say a good fifty years. Wow, and he's still he's, he's one of the. A person that I look up to, and he's uh, a very good uh, sound engineer. He's a musician himself, and uh, yeah, amazing guy. Uh, he's in the house too. Uh, Ravi Kupusami is in the house, and uh, Michael Angelo. Well, Michael Angelo is in the house, and then uh, Nisa Tan, uh, Muhammad Hambuli, uh, Phil Farley from Australia. Hi, wow, Phil. we have a lot all over the world, man. Okay, thank you so much, Julie uh, Hansen. Jules Jensen. Jules. Jules, sorry, Jules Jensen. Who's an awesome Clarence drummer. Yep. You know him? Oh, you know yeah, him? Yeah, we Our know friends. Him. Oh, friends. yeah. Okay. Hello, yeah, Jules. Oh, wow. Hey, Jules. In Boston. Boston? Yeah. yeah. What's the time now, by the way, in Boston? Minus Jules 12, I think. Jules is nearly 2 a.m., right, Jules? 2 a.m. and still watching us. Well, thank you so much for your support and, and watching us. Uh, and then we have uh, Muhammad Hamim and Umi Shukod and Belinda Chong. Russell Cole and Harry Chan. Wow, there's so many in the list. Alfian Samad, uh, Slamat, sorry, Alfian Slamat, Lee Eddy, Nora Aju Ajuaz, Sharil. Yeah, there's a lot more. Okay, I, I mean, yeah, you see. See, Vijay said, stop it, stop it. Okay, but okay, I'm so sorry. I wish I could read all of them, you know. It's like, you know, thank you so much for the support and, and watching us through this Ableton Live uh, uh, interview. So let's move on to the next question. Yeah. So I'm so sorry for those who actually didn't mention their names and <laughs> probably later on. Okay. Um, all right. So what do you think about the EDM music in Singapore in general from the very beginning until now? What What do you think? Is there in the industry, or what do you think as as a whole? In, you know. Uh, the music. The music. Yep. Well. The mainstream EDM, I can't say I love. Or even like, um, I think things always go in cycles, you know. So there will be there will be shifts in genres, you know, like how dubstep was very popular a while back, and then right. it fell off, and then something came to take yeah. its place, you know. So, and when new things take over, they usually look back at previous genres and they see how they can manipulate a genre in a new way or mash up two different genres to create something new, you know. That kind of thing. So, I think for electronic music, it's always going to go into that cycle. So there will be times when stuff that I like, you know, like a more deep housey, soulful kind of sound, would be more popular. 
um, some of it is actually happening. Like um, like if you look at um, uh, Dua Lipa's release this year, and there was a remix album, and the remix album, the remixers are all underground electronic music producers mm. remixing Dua Lipa. I'm like. Right. I'm like what the hell's going on, you know, you know. So it, there's there's all these weird collaborations going on sometimes, you know. So and then that creeps into the mainstream. So and then suddenly, it some things may latch on and it it be, it, be, it blows up, you know. And then it becomes the next big thing that everybody wants to copy, you know. And it it will, it will just continue go, go in cycles, lah. Yeah. So you think it's a, a good thing to to happen this way, or you should just retain like the conventional. You know, house means house, and, and, and it will always evolve. It, always evolve. it will always evolve. It has always evolved, and it will always continue to evolve. I mean, that's the nature of, uh, I think, music in general. I mean, unless you are talking about very strict genres like bluegrass or you know, okay. opera, or what then maybe maybe yeah. a bit hard to evolve, like, You know, but most genres, will, jazz will always evolve. You know, pop will always evolve. Rock, even rock will always evolve. Once upon a time, rock never had a synthesizer. You know, and then now rock rock bands have synthesizers, and it's not a weird thing. You know, so these things always evolve. Right, talking about evolve. How about you think in, in okay? That's that's global. That's international. Mm. How about in Singapore generally? Mm-hmm. Like, do you think there is a um, so-called a community about EDM music, and, and what do you think about you know them? Um, I'm not really sure of a community or very vibrant community. At right. least there are. I think there are a couple of people I know who produce music, and they're all in their own circles and all that. But that's that's not really a vibrant community of like. Uh, people who meet up together to like discuss or like jam sessions or meetings or whatever there's not really a vibrant singular community in Singapore and I'm not sure why that is maybe because it's a very clicky thing or maybe because it's very genre specific the hip hop guys won't hang out with the house guys you know Uh. you know What, what do you think Ben what do you think I agree that there isn't a physical community I think there is more of a virtual community. The right. NUS group that, uh, the Electronic Music Lab, batch by batch, has lots of students coming in, and they're all interested in different forms of electronic music. And as Kay said, it evolves. Like, you know, now country music has trap beats, right? So, oh, yeah. yeah, why not? And every batch that comes in, they're liking something different. One batch love the Martin Garrix, the Hardwell kind of sound. Then the next batch came in all Alan Walker, Elenium. Mm. Then the next batch, then I learned new things. I learned suddenly there's Nightcore, that's Glitch Hop, there's different genres. Um, some of the folks here in the chat, like Tan Yirung is a great synthwave EP out. Yeah, yes. Huh? So totally there, there's all kinds of different kinds of music and people are meeting not necessarily in person sometimes in groups like the electronic music lab but some also sometimes in discord servers sometimes in chats uh, sometimes in in other online groups so it it's not the kind of usual community that we are used to in the physical sense uh, but i think there are a lot of creators who are creating new music from Singapore, and I, we actually have artists who are charting in like um, in the EDM world, right? As mm. well. Um, I see. How about how about Shafiq? You know, you you represent the younger generation, right? Unlike you know, they are more matured generation. <laughs> you know, they they have been through a lot in, uh, in terms of like you know, uh, honestly, you know, in terms of their music career and where they started to today. But yourself, you know, you you're more fitted to the. Uh, to the younger crowd, the younger generation, what, what will you see in terms of the whole entire EDM uh, in your aspect? To be really honest, 
I'm still learning about EDM because I don't come from the electronic right. EDM side. Uh, my perspective is more of experimenting sound itself. So I'm I'm actually listening to them. I'm learning from them. So even now after mm-hmm. tennis, like I said, now that I meet K, you see, it's a different. I started with a different industry, you know, like uh, different background. I mean, mm. uh, and totally I different application also. Yeah, right. Because it's sound design based. Right. Yeah. yeah. For example, like I'm more into sampling. Okay. Like how do I use creative found object, household objects, ambience, um, and put into music. More of that kind of style. But if you I ask see. me EDM specifically, I I don't think I can answer okay. where they're going. But because I'm teaching also, uh, surprisingly I don't have like band in terms of like a specific. Uh, Number of age coming to the school, right? Mine is from like 18 to like 55 years old, so I don't really get to learn from them. Also, someone still want to write music, folk music in Ableton. Someone oh. to write pop music, but a bit of electronic in Ableton. Some come to learn Ableton because of Launchpad. So EDM is never uh, part of the reason why I want to start electronic music. Right. Uh, it's more like the creative side of the software first, then. The music come about. So sorry if I can't answer. No worries, no worries. Because <laughs> in general, what, what what I would think about EDM is basically electronic music. You see, electronic, electronic dance, m- dance music. So generally, dance means a lot of genres. So that yeah. reflect to like you know it can be house, can be can be techno, can be many more. So that's it's quite vast in terms of their genre, in terms of even dance music itself. So you know. But while I'm talking to you guys, I'm like looking at what you have on the table. You know, it's like, okay, so Shafi has a you know a different setup, and then you know you have like Ben with his own setup, and K with like different setup. So I'm just gonna go dive into like what you have right now, K. So maybe you can tell the audience like, um, okay, I, your setup. I decided to come with a very stripped down um, setup okay. because back uh, uh, when, when I used to do uh, like a live sets, I would bring like well my back like Ninja Turtle there, you know. Got sound card, got laptop, got hardware synthesizer, got hardware drum machine, then oh. got MIDI controller, all and like you know what? Today, path of least resistance. You know, like Bruce Lee said, "Be like water." <laughs> <laughs> so all I have is okay. two cop controllers, which right. you can buy from CD Music, and very, I'm uh, cheap, very reliable. It can do a lot of things. And I have a launch pad. So the launch pad is basically mainly for me to launch clips. So I have a bunch of clips here. Mm-hmm. Um, actually, no, 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 it's okay. I have a bunch of clips, yeah, and the that, clips yeah. basically is. Um, Thanks, Jace. Nice. So what I have, all these white boxes you see are just uh, are called clips. So they hold uh, information. They could be like drum drum pattern, bassline, MIDI note, whatever lah. Mm-hmm. But for me, because I'm doing it live, all my clips are blank. Wow. So what okay. I can do is I will launch a clip, and it's blank, right? So right. I'll play. For example, let's do a. Okay, wait. What is that actually you're holding? Maybe you can tell the okay, audience. This is, is a, this is a. This is called an EV, which is basically uh, electronic sax, lah. Okay. For for lack of a better word, it stands for electro- electronic wind instrument, yeah. electric wind wind instrument. Okay. And this product is actually damn old. This is my. This is my. Third one. Third my, one. In my entire career, I've gone through four already. Mm. And how much is one of those? This is about a grand a piece. Uh-huh. Wow. And why I've gone through three or four is because it relies on your finger 
input uh, finger in input and because you know sweaty salt and right. all that so it can corrode some of the components oh. yeah very it's a big shame and shout out to Akai please listen to actual musicians who play this and don't come up with toys because all the new products you know cannot make it Right. Really cannot make it. Even Roland, they c- tried to come up with um, a version of the electro- Oops, electric yeah, sex. Okay. Oh, no. You know, yeah. I'm sorry, but real musicians need you. Mm. Need, they need input from real musicians. Right. Okay, rant aside. So what I'm doing <laughs> is <laughs> f- okay. What am I? What am I? Um, okay. So I can arm different instruments. Mm, no sound. Oh, no sound because not on. Oh, nice. So I have this instrument, so I can toggle between chords. Ah, uh, sorry, between sing- singular notes and chords. Okay, nice. so that's one. Uh, and then uh, with this same track, this uh, channel, I can cycle between instruments. So I've got a. I've got a uh, say like five instruments in my sound bank. Okay, so I'm playing live, right? You know, so I can cycle through playing playing it live. And then that's one. And then second one is uh, my bass. So I have a, I have a bass uh, synthesizer as well. Wow, that's cool. All right. So this one I can also cycle between uh, different patches, but I've done it in a different way. So I have clips here. So the clips, like I say, they contain information, right? But then my information is all blank. So what am I using these clips for? For me to record my playing later when we jam live, but it's also for me to switch between pa- uh, patches. So, for example, I have a patch which is called. Uh, right, so I have this patch. So, I can cycle between different sounds according to the. According to whether the music uh, requires it, lah. Right. So you can toggle the sounds instantly. Yes, I can. Tri- I can trigger the sounds instantly, and then I also have, you know, a couple other small things that I can mess around with. You know. So this is a pet. The, the pet control. Uh, the pet. Yes, that's a nano control. This studio. is the nano key studio. Nano. Oh, nano key studio. Yeah. So, so I can. Yeah. I can use the notes to play. Yeah, nice. I can use the pads to play as well. Yeah. Cycle between the sounds. Yeah. And um, yeah, that's pretty much it. So I have one for like uh, electronic drum sounds, and then mm. another one for more traditional acoustic percussion. Right. And uh, what do you have at the bottom there? That's it. You know the, the faders. This. Yeah. Uh, the faders are well for me to control the levels of each in- instrument. Okay. And yeah, so that's uh, a nano control. This is a nano control two, two, yeah. And then I use this as in at home in my studio. I use this as my main transport uh, control as well. Mm. So your stop, play, record, fast forward, rewind, you know. Mm. So everything is from here, lah. Nice. And uh, yeah, and also a nifty thing about there's uh, something that you can do, which is called a re- uh, MIDI remote scripts. So I have it such that for a nano control two. I just wrote a very simple script 
So if you look at the laptop, right? Okay, so if you see, because usually in a traditional sense, you have your mini controller, mm. then one knob will map to one thing, and then right. one fader will map to one Another, thing, yeah. but then that is static. That knob will always be locked to that one yes. thing. So with a little MIDI remote script happening, what I can do is, okay, so this is my bass synth, right? Which is the Monarch, so you can see instrument rack. And you see this little blue hand here? Mm -hmm. So this little blue hand here means the script is active. So I can one knob here, one knob here, one knob here, one knob here, and so oh. on, right? So I have six, uh, seven knobs dedicated seven. to this. Yeah. But if I go to a different instrument and say, this is a different channel, different instrument, and I click on this so the blue hand appears, I can do the same thing. So these eight knobs are not locked to just oh, one specific. instrument. Yeah. As long as there's a blue hand there, it controls all the parameters that you can mess with. Right. Yeah. So, I mean, like I said, cheap, cheap equipment, but if you just learn to work your way around it, you can use it to do a lot more things than oh. it, you know? Is, yeah. that, is that the main setup that you have, or generally, you know, or is that uh, um, the setup you have all uh, basically when you do your gigs? Or is uh, no, else? I created this setup especially for today. Wow. Yeah. So at home, okay. my setup is very legit because I got hardware scenes hardware and also. Scene, la, yeah. so and like what other scenes you use, basically? Maybe you're going to share with the audience. What other scenes that I yeah, use? Yeah, I mean, what other gears other than these? You um, if it's MIDI controllers, uh, actually, this is, these are all the MIDI controllers I have. Right, the rest and are all wow. Yeah, the rest is all hardware. So um, I have sequencers, uh, drum machines, uh, synthesizers, mono and poly, right. uh, some rack mount stuff. Um, awesome. Yeah, I, I also have a, a, a reamp rig that I did. Mm -hmm. So to send signal out from my computer and go into guitar effects and send back. Oh, nice. Yeah, but then all very chill. So, yeah. <laughs> so we'll, go, we'll go more into that when we talk about analog and, and digital. Yeah, I'm going to go there. Okay, Ben, how about you? Uh, you know, what's your, maybe you can share the audience what's your setup like right now. Well, we start from here. This is analog. This is a Korg Minilog. And this is a lovely synth which... Also, you guys have this as well. Yeah. And I like it because, you know, all the knobs, as in a good analog synth, mean all the... All the parameters are there straight away. I can change the filter. Mm. Nice. And that's just one parameter, right? So nice. straight away, I have a hundred... Uh, patches here and I have a hundred spaces where I put my own custom patches which is what I'm working with now. Nice. Yeah. yeah and then, then, yeah. the arpeggiator, there's a built-in arpeggiator that synchronizes with my Ableton Live. So... Mm. Oh, cool. And that's actually synchronized with Ableton Live because I have it connected by USB. USB and synchronize it. Yeah, yeah. nice. And... Okay. And by the way, that's basically Ben's collection. It's, it's not from City Music, so he bought it. And then, yeah, that's his own. Autograph by Sakamaki-san, the Whoa, man who designed yeah. this yeah. Uh, very nice um, ski awesome ramp here. Yes, because I got to meet him in Tokyo, thanks to some friends. Uh, mm. Fantastic. Yeah. yeah. Genius guy. Yeah, genius guy. Thanks, yeah. to the, thanks to the collective Cobalt Bomb Alpha Omega in Tokyo, they introduced me to him. Yes, very grateful. Nice. And this, of course, Ableton Push. Where just like K, I have clips laid out, but unlike him, mine are full. So mine have stuff in them. Do it. 
do it. Yeah. Whether it's people saying things or whether it's sounds. Or Where are these sounds? Sorry, what these sounds come from? Is so it I've loaded samples into the clips in my Ableton Live set. Right. And these are all your own samples, or is it the Ableton samples? Tons of stuff from everywhere. Wow. There are, literally, okay. I've got like gigabytes and gigabytes of samples. If you start collecting samples and going online and just going to get free samples, right, from sample companies that are offering, here's a free two gigabytes before you decide whether to buy anything. Yeah, <laughs> you just, just like you them and try can it spend out. the next like three years just finding sounds. But the other interesting thing you want to do is not just take the sound, but take one sound and then you do something with it. For example, I took a like a cowbell and I made it repeat. So you can have different things that you can do because you can actually um, manipulate the samples. Exactly. Yeah. Nice. And thanks to having this oh and I can also run off my instruments from here. So I'll show you this instrument here. Now I've gone into instrument mode, which is another mode on the Ableton Push. And when I'm in this mode, all the knobs actually correspond to different parameters in the synth. Right. It's so actually like a synthesizer. Kind of stuff. Yeah. So it's actually a synthesizer in Ableton Live. And here I have a kind of like um, old school Fender Rhodes. And I have actually set it to a scale, so I've got it on D minor blues. Right. So whatever I play will be D minor blues. And I have control of all of the parameters. That was, I remember these because the, the first song that you were jamming, you were like playing keyboard, you know, solos like on that. It was like, wow. And it just represent all the colors. And I, I was like totally like, wow. It's like, yeah. it's different from the conventional black and white keys, you know. <coughs> I, I, love playing, I love playing on right. black and white keys. But when you play on this also, it frees you up because you're not thinking in the same way. You are going, your fingers are going to do things which right. you would not do here. Yeah. It's a totally different creative experience. Yeah. So you don't have to worry about all the 12 keys and the, the various transpositions and all that. Ah, it's yeah. a different feeling. It's a different... It, ex it enlarges the possibilities. Oh, wow. So, side note, uh, his big push got this mode, right? My small launchpad also got. Yeah. Oh. Yep, yep. So, you don't need to buy, the, again, the most expensive equipment. Yeah, you yeah? can, right, but right. of course, there are alternatives here. Yeah, yeah there are alternatives. There's, there's, yeah. there's, there's always an exactly. alternative, yeah. Nice. Okay. What do you have at home, Ben? I mean, I said other than other than these. All my synths, actually, I discovered are all Korg. For some reason, I just love Korg <laughs> synths, starting from the Poly 800. Wow. Know, through okay. to the X3, and then the Prophecy, and Whoa. then <laughs> Mini Lock. It's. Uh, I think it's because I started out playing in bands with Korg synths like the poly 6 poly 61 oh, monopoly nice. which are now available in software form exactly and they sound great and you don't have to worry about carrying the heavy heavy one now you can load it up the cork software scene yeah you know thank you for being the big supporter of cork keyboards Ben. nice um okay let's move on to shafiq so sure. what maybe you can share about your setup here 
like cooking like that, you know, different different yeah. pans and pans <laughs> and ingredients. <laughs> okay, Shabik, share, share with the audience what you have. So on the left, I got Novation Control Excel. This is like a little mixer. I will okay. explain to you why I'm having this. Okay, very interesting jamming session today. Um, we rehearse via WhatsApp, via text only. <laughs> so the first four actually is, first two is from Ben, and then the three four is from K. Gonna explain that, and then all these four are map different effects. Okay. So basic effects from uh, beat repeat. Then we got massive delay, which can even EQ the delay here. Uh, and then the last one is just granular synthesis effects. Sorry, so these these effects can be assigned to any of these that's coming in from like K or from Ben. Yes, because that's it. because I'm gonna do a, whatever I'm doing for today's session is to do a real time audio signal processing. Right. So whatever they're jamming, I will just trigger any effects that's suitable with the feeling or moment. Mm -hmm. And then here in the center is one of my latest MIDI controller, which I bought. It's really hard to get now. It's okay. called the MIDI Fighter. Uh, the reason why, because the nature of my work, I love to trigger either effects or samples. So this is not velocity sensitive. Um, what I had in my Ableton Live is I did chop or sample Brian Eno's interview. So as you can see on track number nine, it's like one, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight. So I can just do this. My bad. So I can just toggle. So I map. So I did. I just map one, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight onto the clip in the session view. Uh -huh. And then I can even do this at number one. And then I can just send effects. So what I did again. It's a different method of doing an effects. I MIDI map uh, send here. If I'm gonna hold, I'm gonna be a will send a bit repeat effect like this. I think I think although great new ideas are usually articulated by individuals, they need It's not that obvious. So let's go to delay. And 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 I think what I what I what I what I can even EQ. The delay, and then the last one is granular. So if I go to the third, to the third one like this, and then hold C, yeah, I love stuff like that. So mainly these two only to trigger audio effects, uh, real-time processing, and the push is to be honest, just to as a backup. If I want to do more stuff, I can just do immediate. Uh, sampling or sequencing because every, everyone link and sync via the wireless uh, link but at the moment I'm not sure whether I'm going to use push or not but again the big takeaway of push is I have to say that if you guys are afraid of touching the black and white keys on the piano for a certain reason like me okay. I feel very intimidating when you know I'm not a pianist or yeah. uh, uh, playing True. keyboard so always awkward to lay my hands around there so push is like my primary instrument, which I can just change the scale, like what Ben explained earlier, mm. and then boom, everything's on. Yeah, uh, see, in scale, in yeah. keys, in and I'm like, I can make yeah. music freely. So you don't have to be a keyboard player in order to play this. So don't worry, guys. So you just have, you just need a lot of passion, and you know, and and just love music, and you can start with that. Yeah, you start with that. Right? Yep, that's how I and start. And forget to look for them. <laughs> okay, so uh, the next question is like, okay. Um, Nice setup, and, and I'm sure you have a lot more stuff at, at home, uh, Shafiq. Yes. And you have other stuff 
you know at home uh, other than these that you have right now? To be really honest, I only bought only have one more Akai MPK and another MIDI controller and another Dopeful analog synthesizer. I don't spend much on con- controllers mm-hmm. because mainly they are expensive. Right. So I'm a very minimalist guy. I'm I will use whatever I have mm-hmm. fully and then explore within what I'm able maximize to afford it. and maximize it. Right. Yeah, that's me. Nice. Yeah. Okay, move on to another uh, a question, which is totally different from what we have, uh, we have uh, just now. Uh, well, what's keeping you busy since COVID, and how actually COVID uh, this affected you? You know, because you know, it affected all of us in in K. K. Uh, well, I'm obviously the the one of the hardest hit because I'm in the nightlife and entertainment industry. Right. And as you know, there is no live entertainment allowed since March. Right. Uh, clubs are not open, bars are not open. Um, as a result, I have lost uh, 99.9% of my income. Oh dear. And um, I mean, I have some, I have some projects that came, you know, in uh, here and there, small jobs here and there. But I wouldn't consider it as a income, line, you know. Mm-hmm. So. What I've been doing in the meantime was obviously for our label, we still need to come up with content because uh, Darken and Wax, we usually do like events and all that. But obviously that's not allowed. So we are doing uh, live streams. So we do a Wednesday, every Wednesday live stream with, with me uh, jamming over a DJ set uh, live streaming. As, as in we are not in the same household. So right. a DJ will stream his set to me and then I would. Uh, play a red live and then rebroadcast it to the web. So that's one thing. And then the other thing, I've just been been really getting a lot deeper into the music production process, because I would now I would say, on hindsight, yes, broad strokes I understood. You know, music arrangement, produce, baseline, da, 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 da. but the I think the devil is in the details really. And that's when you when you really dive into the engineering aspect of music production, right. which a lot of people just gloss over. So I really force myself to really get deep into that. Really force train your ears, train my ears to listen out to details when, when a certain effect does this. What is actually happening when a compressor does this? What is actually happening? Really, really force your ears to pay attention to details. So that's what I've been um, training myself in the last few months, and I have I have to say I think I up my engineering game quite a bit. And obviously, I'm still making a lot of music. I've made about an album's worth of music already that's unreleased. So I'm probably going to try and do something with it um, for next year. Oh, that's nice. But yeah, and then every day, cook. Ah. Yeah, I saw. <laughs> <laughs> nice. Every day, cook. I've never cooked so much in my life. I mean, I used to cook at home like maybe once or twice a week. But since lockdown, mm. I'm cooking every day now. Seven, okay. almost uh, six days a week, I'm yeah, cooking. Yeah, we bare body some more. Bare body. <laughs> Always the only way, bro. I have the to watch. I have way. to watch. Yeah, everybody have to watch him. If if if, if uh, the audience wants to watch you, so so where do they go? <laughs> um, well, the streams are on Twitch. So uh, just go to Twitch and look for Darker Than Wax. Darker Than Wax. Darker okay, than everybody. Wax. Darker yeah. Than Wax. And okay. then the nice. cooking. I only post photo la. I don't post video la. Okay. Mm. Yeah. Okay. So, yeah. A little bit of, of Darker Than Wax. Maybe you can tell the audience what is actually Darker Than Wax. Um. So we are uh, we are a record label, okay, based in Singapore, right. but uh, represented globally. So we release music from all over the world, not just like within the region. Um, and uh, we've recently gone into um, uh, 
manufacturing vinyls as well to sell. So previously we were a wow. digital only label, but last year we went into doing vinyl production as well. And then apart from the music label, we also do um, parties and events in Singapore. So we've done like club parties, uh, club events, as well as uh, uh, one-off, uh, one-off uh, op- uh, pop-up parties, as mm-hmm. well as daytime parties. Um, and apart from events, we also do audio branding. So like, for example, a hotel or a cafe or a bar needs music and they have a certain theme, you know, we can offer services for them. Right. And then in our team, we, have, we are all DJs as well. Right. So obviously, we offer DJ services also. And um, I guess uh, I'm also looking into offering uh, music tutoring uh, services as well, whether either via personally or via the label. I'm, I'm sh- I'm, I've not decided yet, la, but I, I'm, I'm, I want to open that up as well to the public. Yeah. So yeah, in a nutshell, that's what Dark Academy Wax does. Yeah, so anyone who, is it a specific genre or is this any genre that they can approach you? Or anyone, anyone that's listening right now or watching you right now, can, can they, you know, if they, they think that, oh, I want to make my music uh, and then I'll just approach you? Well, I mean, the that genres that we cover is usually more, more like jazz, jazz, soul, house, world music, Afro-Cuban, Latin kind of stuff, oh, you know. Wow. Um, obviously electronic, you know. So electronic with a tinge or influence of soul and jazz is pretty much where we are very comfortable with. So, I mean, it could be hip-hop. Hip-hop can be jazzy as well, right. you know. Um, so stuff like that, la. Soul, uh, soul music. That so they can, can, they can uh, approach you and, and, and you know... Yeah, yeah. yeah. I mean, even, even if you're not really into that kind of music and you're keen to explore more, just feel free yeah. to hit us up. Even if you need any consult- consultation, you can just look for you. Yep. Yeah, don't totally. forget everyone, darker than wax, okay? All right, so let's move on to, to Ben. Yeah, so yeah, since COVID, what, what do you do, Ben? For Pop Studio DJ School, we switched all our lessons to online lessons. So I teach on Zoom. And it's interesting because on Zoom, you can actually remote control each other's computers. So I can actually reach into my students' Ableton Live set on their computer and help them to do what they want, need to do. So that's been very interesting. And with Pop Studio DJ, we've also uh, been recording a series of sort of like talk shows where somebody with more experienced producer is going through a remix of a newer producer's, a newer artist's work. To, and those are going to be launched in quite soon wow. uh, on Facebook Live and on YouTube Live. And okay. K, we got one, we got K to do one, do one also. Right, so I think the tracks have just been sent to him, so he's going to be on that. And of course, the NUS Electronic Music Lab, all the lessons went online as well through Zoom. I see. Okay, so that's what you've been doing since the COVID to today. Uh, just a curious. So, is this just what you're doing, or is this something else that other than music that you are exploring or you are, you know, venturing into? Yeah. So the difference that I have between the two gentlemen on left and right, said I actually also have a day job and I also take leave to do music stuff. I teach on the weekends and it's something that, because it's a passion, I don't uh, think that I have to be restricted to just the day job. And if anybody out there is working a day job, you don't have to give up music. You can still do music. It requires work. It requires time management. It requires... um, your own self-discipline to do it, but it can be really, really rewarding mm. because 
sometimes life is not just your day job, your nine to five. Sometimes you need that expression to really be yeah. creative, and you don't have to do it full time. If you are fortunate like um, K, or you are dedicated like Shafiq, you can do it full time. But if you need to have a day job, you can yeah. still do a lot of music, and that's what I'm doing. Yeah, that's very inspiring. But don't let me ask you, but what do you do in the day, uh, Ben? Uh, I mean, what I do yeah. is that I'm actually in a policy research think tank doing research on cybersecurity law and policies. Wow. Yeah. Yeah, let me see that. Wow. Yeah. <laughs> it's like, wow. So it needs a lot of uh, work, I would say, in general. Like yeah, that's work. usually the conversation killer. But anyway. <laughs> 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 That's why it's more fun to do music. Right? Yeah. I just want to say, like, I really respect Ben uh, juggling his really serious day job. Yeah. Being a principal tutor in, in uh, EML. Yeah. And also freelance. Doing amazing. Uh, producing. So I told, I did told them that he's the guy that never say no whenever there's a good opportunity coming. Wow. Because like setting up like Ableton Live Meetup, like keep reminding me like, hey Shafi, if you need support, let me know. I'm like, this is my day job, but Whereas like Ben always has time mm. to to offer people I'm like oh. I have to learn something from Ben yeah, and he got very family inspiring. man he got family yeah I like, oh, really respect that how many kids you have Ben Ooh. Ooh. congratulations Ben amazing you inspire me actually yeah. <laughs> give me the strength and the how many yeah. kids you got Mike I got two yeah so then mine still have two more <laughs> two more I go. can feel it like okay I was like okay <laughs> yeah but wow Ben yeah salute yeah. Ben yeah. It's very inspiring. Yeah. Nice. Anything else you want to share with the audience, you know, since... Uh, I, I would know. say that if you are making music and then sometimes your day job gets in the way, um, it does happen. But the only thing is don't give up. Don't stop. Beautiful. Just keep on getting back on again. Right? Beautiful. And because music is... you, Once it's part of your life, yeah. you cannot give it up. You just have to keep yeah. on doing And keep on working and improving at it. Amazing. Thanks, Ben, for sharing. Thank How about you. Shafiq? Yeah. You. What I've been doing. <laughs> yeah, I've been doing. We've been doing since COVID. You know. since How does COVID. it really affected you? It's been a roller coaster ride, really. Um, February, March was a disaster. Okay. Because I want to get married in. I just got married a month ago. Congratulations, yeah. Shafiq! Yeah. Exactly a month ago. Join the club. Yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> so, the COVID really scared me off because. Like I said, everyone knows this. Like I have no student coming in. Right. I got at least three heavy production got cancelled by NEC. Oh dear. And I have no idea how I have to save for for my wedding. You see. Oh dear. But however, blessing these guys. Uh, I got online student coming in. Before that, I have no experience teaching online via Zoom. I thought it's even impossible to do that, but. Because of the pressure and I have no choice and the demand is there. Mm-hmm. I learn from friends, like uh, international friends, other certified trainers. They've been sharing really, shout out to the Ableton community. Mm-hmm. Ableton Life community, they've been so resourceful and helpful by sharing on how to uh, set up an online uh, lesson on Zoom. And then without realizing, slowly picking up, I have more online students than uh, one-to-one students actually during the COVID because it's proven that um, they have more time now because mm-hmm. they can't go to work 
and then they have resources all this while but they don't have the time so because of covid they it forces them to stay at home mm-hmm. uh, less job but they manage to catch up with their passion or their hobby so that's where i got my student and then and another good news i've relook, relocated my mandai studio for two years in mandai two, you were at mandai for two before. years yeah, that's how i set up my grip culture Right, really ulu Mandai Estate. So you see the animals there sleeping. Yeah, uh, no, I hope we <laughs> are that near. But yeah, it's along the way actually. Uh, for two years I've been there, and then I got an offer to relocate Greek culture at a better space and location, which is one four zero Owen Road. So I'm gonna remarket. I've been doing an aggressive um, reflection on my business and my company. So I can't wait to share even more after this. So it's been quite tight and super busy, I can say. Right. Yeah. So currently, it's open that people can come to to yes, yes, get yes. I mean, lessons from you. Yeah, yeah. So uh, if they, if they want, so uh, how do they go about like? Yeah, you can reach out to me via Instagram, uh, via Facebook, or even email me. I think you can just type on Greek culture. Yeah, Greek culture. The name is there. So yeah. as simple as that. Okay. How about Ben? Do you do you teach like uh you know? Uh, aside from the uh, the the ed, uh, electronic, electronic music, music yeah. and then do you teach uh, uh, no, separately outside? Yes, no? yes, I teach through Pop Studio DJ School because the electronic music lab is only for NUS students. So for everyone else, uh, Pop Studio DJ School you can just find on Facebook. Right. Um, everything that I have is Ben Ang Music, BenAngMusic dot com. Don't forget, and then Pop DJ School, Pop Studio, Pop Studio DJ DJ School. school. Okay, everyone, so just in case you need. To you know, sign up for a course, and and there's Ben and Shafiq here, and of course we have uh, uh, what you call that K. That's also uh, if you're looking for a record label, don't forget K is over there. Uh, they'll be nice to help you guys, and I believe you know he'll be glad to share his experience and all that with you. All right. So uh, let's see what other question I can ask you. So uh, okay, I think that's about most of the things. And uh, one more question, last question. Since you guys are here, um, how do you get to know City Music? We haven't done the analog and digital thing yet. Oh yeah, after this, okay. after this. Okay, we did. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's a, that's uh, one. City music, ah. Yeah. Uh, well, city music was. Uh, okay, so my mentor Jason Tan, mm-hmm. he would do his rounds like at the music shops and suppliers. Uh-huh. So I would follow him sometimes, and then that's how I got to know about city when, music. When was that? My goodness, <laughs> I don't even remember, man. Uh, wow. Could be could be as long as ten years ago or, m- or more even. More. So I used to follow him and then because because everyone knew him right. Yeah. And then then who's like who did Gina next to him you know so then <laughs> I start I start to know those guys as well. Yeah. And then through that I also start to build my own relationships with with all the shop yeah, the, the shop guys yeah. So like uh, uh, Cinemax, uh, City Music, uh, Sweetie not so much but yeah. Nice. Uh, Luther Music you know right. yeah. So yeah, they've been 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 a uh, been a patron of your store for many many years already. Nice, thanks, Kay. Thank you for <laughs> all the support, man, bro. Okay, how about Ben? Ben, yeah. Cork so M1 yeah. launch. <laughs> <laughs> Again, oh, okay, that's it. Right. Yeah, yeah. Wow, changed my life, huh? <laughs> yeah. Wow. And I think Kurtzwell two five zero also oh at that time. Oh my goodness. Two five oh, not even like two five oh oh. Is that two five oh? No, no, the original. Yeah. Well, yeah. Oh my goodness, that's like 
those are all the sequencer keyboards, right? Ah, yeah. The M1 was the first, first workstation, workstation sequencer. Workstation keyboards, right? Eight right, right, right. tracks yeah. and eight multi timbrels <laughs> that you could actually have a sequencer in a in Excuse a digital me, scene. That keyboard cost four thousand dollars way back then. Yeah. So you purchased at four thousand. No, yeah. I just used the. That just came for the launch. Oh, okay, nice. Yeah, okay. Like, yeah, I thought you only one. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But it was great, man. It was great. And then after that, NUS got one. Mm. So it was. One. Yeah, yeah. And everybody used the Sound Zero Zero Universe. Oh, <laughs> yeah. Wow. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. <laughs> no, you switch on the first one. <laughs> yeah. Oh, and nice. through the years, uh, not only has you know the. Of course, my, my favorite cork scenes, like mm. the cork prophecy, you just press one finger and it goes boom, 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 and then you're like, oh, what a wonderful scene. But <laughs> not only does it has City Music had the best sounding scenes, also it's the most friendly environment. Yeah, man. I'm not naming any other names, uh, but yeah. you know, you to feel that you can come here and there are nice people who actually enjoy the music and enjoy the gear and are willing to like talk to you, uh, even if you're not here to buy something. That's true. It's, it's a different environment. Yeah, uh, yeah. And, it, and it helps a lot when you talk to the staff about the equipment that they sell and the staff can actually tell you about it. Because oh. I've been to other shops and asked about certain equipment and they're like, oh, do we even have that? And like, oh my goodness. You know? <laughs> you know, or they know nothing. They can't tell me anything about the product. You know? So it, it, it helps a lot that the staff uh, is knowledgeable. And friendly. Yeah. Kudos to our team. Uh, they have been yeah. also working very hard. And uh, yeah. Glad that they can help you as people much. People like Mike, right? Oh, thank you. Yeah, yeah, of course. Yeah. <laughs> Mike, yeah, always yeah, tell people when come to City Music, look for Mike. Yeah, thank you. And of course, don't forget to look for all my team here. <laughs> we have amazing guys that's going to help you. Don't worry, okay? Giving all the support and help. All right? Yep. Okay, how about Shafiq? Yeah, I got an answer already. Just, I thought that's not, I don't have an answer. So actually, I followed, again, same, similar. You got your mentor, right? I followed Ridwan Zalani. Oh, really? As early as 16 years old, uh-huh. with his scooter. Because Yazid... Sup- I used to work here, am I right? Oh, Yazid, yeah, yeah from basement. Basement, yeah. Base, yeah. Basement, yeah. He used to work here? He used to work here. Yeah, he was my colleague. Oh. So, yeah. having one of my really obsessed with percussion, and then you guys used to sell cork with drum, right? Y- yes. So, Yazid called ah. one of my, like, hey, we got a new product here, you want to come here and test or not? So, I'm like, I have no choice, I have to follow. <laughs> Ta-da, CD music, like, oh, oh. now I know where to get all this electronic stuff. Yes. Very, very great uh, experience. And again, one of the only retail shop, like I said, like legit only one retail shop that's really friendly, that everyone is doing double role. Like, mm-hmm. like even you, not just like selling product, like keep in touch with us, mm-hmm. doing all this kind of work, live streaming, going down um, the street and then supporting theater companies, all underground yep. scenes. So I've been sharing good stuff about selling music all across my students and my friends. I mean, seriously, uh, Mike is a fantastic, he's a music arranger who's oh. done work <laughs> at a very high level. Featured, featured in the right. Mr. Harian last yeah, year. Yeah, it's Mr. Harian. This guy has been doing like very high level music arrangement yes. stuff. He's a fantastic keyboard player. Thank you, thank you, right. Ben. Thank you, I've man. got students coming into NUS who are uh, students of yours. Yeah, and then even Yingrung is has his own like live streaming his, yes. his deep house yeah. beats, yeah, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. So it's music, yeah. Is, yeah. music is not just Amazing. a business for these guys. Yeah, it's, it's, yeah. Mm, that's a Sorry. cue to anything. Oh yeah, so we have the <laughs> test session. <laughs> okay, okay. I forgot to off <laughs> <our> battery operator. <laughs> okay, one compare the analog okay, and digital. Okay, now. Let's move on to that. What have you been eating? Thanks, guys, for sharing the amazing journey with City Music. You know, it's truly an honor to to have you guys here. But before we, we continue next, uh, we're going to have a few songs that are going to be playing. But before that, we move to that question that uh, Kay was asking. You know, it's like, um, 
the differences between software versus hardware. All right. So what do you think, Kay? I think the analog and digital argument is a very is is something that will not end one lah. There will always be hardcore supporters on one side mm. and hardcore supporters on, on the other side. For me, I've gone through that journey. Right. I started out purely in the box. And then when SIN started getting cheaper around 2014, 2015, that was when I started investing in hardware SINs because they were more affordable. So so it's, it's not so hard pain to, to, to buy. Right. That's when I started uh, building my collection of hardware SINs. Okay. So I went through that as well and then started going to oh, analog or I can, you know, Right. And then now that I've got a fairly sizable collection of hardware since, right. I'm actually going back more digital now. Why? Why is that so? Yeah. Because one thing I realized that when you make music, you s- you open up your computer, you open up the software, you want to you have an idea, right. you want to get right into it, right? With a purely uh, if you if you are using a lot of uh, analog synths and everything going to patch base and mixers and you know all your MIDI MIDI patch base as well and your and your sound card I/O and all that, then you like trigger the thing to play. Eh, no sound. Why no sound? Then you go go to the back. Then you trace all the cable. Yeah. You, and then you end up wasting half an hour to figure out why no sound. Either or, eh, why got buzz? <laughs> oh yeah. Then you end up tracing cables to right. figure out where the buzz is coming from. And then by by the time you solve the those issues, uh, you sit down and uh, you forgot your, what you wanted to do already. I see. You know, so it's a big deal breaker when it comes to like putting down your ideas fast. And I mean, I'm not saying this will happen all the time, lah. But when it happens, it's very frustrating because today free day, I set aside three hours to do music, but then two hours I set I set. I end up spending solving buzz issues and why this instrument got no sound issues. So it gets very frustrating. So that's one of the reasons why I started to go back in the box. And then on top of that, you have to like switch everything on, then wait for it to warm up, you know, especially for analog stuff. And then, you know, all these kind of issues. Lah. So that's when I decided to go back into using a bit more digital. So at least for arrangement stuff, do digital if I feel that it could really be repl- uh, it needs to be replaced or it could do uh, really well to be replaced mm. by an analog instrument, then swap it out lah. But the MIDI is all there already. The idea all yeah. put down already. Yeah. So you just need to replace the the, the instrument type from the onboard the, from the in the and box the to the out of the box. The, yeah. yeah. Then just record it audio and then suda so you know finish. Okay. So as far as sound quality is concerned, mm. I think the quality of VSTs have really 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 improved. So, like for example, like the like, like the cock the cock plugins the plug the cock plugins are great. You know the the legacy plugins your uh, MS twenty your Monopoly your Poly mm-hmm. six, I use them a, I use them a lot, mm-hmm. and um, the um, uh, what's that the Roland Cloud synths are amazing. You know I mean they're not they're not cheap but they are amazing. They sound really really good. So these days it's actually very it's it's become more and more difficult to tell. Like listening to a piece of music, right. was it made on analog gear or was it made on oh, digital wow. gear? Okay. You know, and then you need to ask yourself, ask yourself the question: right. Does it even matter if it sounds good to you? <laughs> if it's analog or it's digital? True. Right. If it sounds good to you, it sounds good to you, lah. Yes, Why mm-hmm. the hell you, you need to care whether it's an, uh, analog or digital? Right. You know, then it becomes a very purist argument. Oh, I use only analog to make music. <laughs> you know. Right. You know, they're very snooty, lah. You know, I got these thousand dollars things and all that. But you know, music is should be as democratic as possible. Everyone should have access to it. Nice. So, yeah, and it's it it it's a uh, working digitally is as good as 
you know, if not maybe even more efficient than using uh, analog gear sometimes. Okay, that's a good answer. Okay, mm -hmm. I mean, despite that you people use analog and, and, and digital and you still, there are certain significant, you still the music it comes first, you know. Music comes first, yes, yeah, of course. First, yeah. How about Ben? What do you think? Yeah, I agree with what Kay said about democratizing. Because for students who are starting out, it's very difficult to invest in hardware as well. Right. But if they can do a lot in the box, they can create fantastic music just using what's in software. And the cost is a fraction of what it would if they had to buy the hardware to do it. But I still love the hardware, which is why I've brought both. When playing live, there is a real fun in having Keys, keys and knobs and being the sound coming out straight out from thing, <coughs> and also that backup if anything touch wood should go wrong with the digital one so I think that I agree totally yeah. it's the music that counts correct yeah. but it's, it's also it's also more, more gratifying to be playing a hardware synth and turn a knob and then not instantly does something to the mm. sound mm. as opposed to mouse click yeah. you know it's very it's a very different experience yeah. so I say the analog experience is a lot more enjoyable in that respect when you're playing live, you flip a switch, you do a fader, you do a knock, oh, nice. you know, it ch mm. the sound changes, yeah. you know, instantly, you know, there's, it, re it reacts to it, your yeah, it tactile releases, movements, react, yeah, uh, correct. Because you, awesome. you use a mouse, like, you're like, wow, them sien no. Yeah. You know? You're checking email, no? Yeah. There's some VST that we know so small, huh? then you want to aim the mouse there, then you double click, but never, never kena, you know, then you double click, oh, like, wow, you're damn frustrating, you know? Right, nice, yeah. nice. How about, how about Shafiq? Yeah, I mean, the generation starting. Like I said, I just mm. bought a analog dope fur, oh, very small, okay. dark energy. Right. I even made a song because of that guy because it's my first discovery that the moment of me hooking a dope fur, I'm like, oh, now I know why people bought analog. You know that, that feeling? Because mm -hmm. I've been using uh, all the in-the-box <laughs> digital for, what, more than six years? So that one tiny analog seems like... Whew, I can't describe it. The way... Yeah. I, mean, I mean, when you just hook direct to the system, you can... Mm instantly hear the texture, the timbre is really thick. And then I made a, um, like, what is that, Ying uh, even mentioned, like hybrid model. So you can watch over my IGTV, I did an online performance. Mm -hmm. I tried to incorporate that dog fur into my live performance. Mm. And the feeling is, <laughs> is amazing. Like, yes, of course I'm a very tactile person. Perf electronic artist, performer, always rely on knobs, faders, the little hand gesture. But the dog fur has this switch, you know, like, the LFO switch, the different sign, and then that silver switch has a different reaction, like what you said immediately. So I like that little stuff, but it made a lot of um, differences in the live performance and uh, sonically, lah. So nice. very expensive equipment, very expensive. I'm not going into there at the moment, but I really love analog. If I have the chance to collect or even purchase or invest one day, I would love to. <laughs> then, you, then you know why people spend so much on certain synthesizers and drop yeah, machines, right? Yeah, I, I I did saw your collection in your Instagram account. Oh, I'm like ah, uh, I don't have any of these, but it's very I beautiful. No, aesthetically, like you have the physical stuff when you see it, like an asset, and I'm like another 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 experience, lah. Yeah, yeah. And the good thing now is that the synths cost much less than they did. Yeah, exactly. That's the whole reason why I started collecting in the first place mm. because they were not in the thousands anymore; they were mm. in the hundreds. Yeah. Like this baby is like no several hundreds only. Like, yeah, the, wow. the mini lock is how much, uh, Mike? Sorry, how much is the mini lock? Six hundred plus. Yeah, six hundred plus. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. yeah, yeah. I mean, last time, yeah. last time yeah. it would be like for a five times, ten times this. For one. a four voice analog poly digitally controlled, 
Where to find? Back yeah. in the day, it would be like thousand. Yeah. And uh, one thing I like about this min, uh, uh, mini lock, right? Because it's one of the sound that you can't get in like any other synth. It is sound on its own. Mm. Yeah. It's different. It's totally different from any other synth. It just have its own uh, sounds. Six six five. Six six five. Thanks, six, six, sir. Five. Yeah, After this deal, six six five. Right. Ladies and gentlemen, six six five. <laughs> 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 okay. That's nice. Okay. Um. Well. I'd like to thank uh, you guys for sharing. I'm sure there's a lot more to share, but I think it's uh, we are really uh, uh, time is running yeah, out. Man. Time, and huh? In fact, we <laughs> are already, like two hours, uh. you know, we're supposed to do one hour, but it's like three amazing. We didn't realize that the time is like what? It's almost two hours. Yeah, it's almost yeah. two hours. But but thank you so much, guys, for sharing. Uh, we have K on on my right, and then we have Ben, and then we have Shafi. Thank, thank you, you so much. But before we say goodbye, uh, let's hear jamming session for you guys. Can. Last one, last one. Alright, is it okay? Yeah. One song? Okay. Can. One good song? <laughs> okay, everybody? One good song from them. Take it away, guys. K, Ben, and Shafi in the house. Thank you, Mike. Thank you, Mike. Everybody Yeah. Yep. Two links. Okay. Three, two, one. Really?
Okay, once again, round of applause to K, Ben and Shafiq. Yeah. Thank you, guys. Thank you so much. Uh, despite the, the 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 you know our live stream is overrun by another hour, <laughs> but, uh, anyway, another hour. Well, thank wow. you so much, guys. And uh, before we say goodbye, I would like to thank again our City uh, Music live stream spotted by Ableton, of course. Not in Ooh. Ableton. Thank you so much, Ableton. And then we have Sony Singapore uh, uh, sharing their Sony ZV1 camera as well as A6400 camera in the house right now. And of course, we have Blackmagic A10 Mini, which we have uh, two of the A10 Mini that is actually connected. That's basically a toggling between the different video switching. And of course, we have also the aperture with uh, beautiful lights. And then we have also Daiti microphones uh, from Jinfu. The S2 mics are awesome. Cox Singapore, Zoom Singapore, Mackie Singapore. And of course, take the opportunity to thank City Music team for making all possible. We have Jason in the house, we have Alvin team, we have also Rusdi in the house, and Kamal's at home watching, and all our City Music team. Of course, Gerald who's doing the marketing and all that. Thank you so much, guys, for making all possible. And take care and stay safe, everyone. Thank you once again, K, Ben, and Shafiq. See you again. Thank you.